Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. That's what I like to hear. For this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So, where were you last week? Woo! Last week was fire over here on its due time with Pastor Steph as we started off the week. Shaking the Monday morning blues as we celebrated and honored Dr. Martin Luther King. Yes, it was his birthday, you know, the third Monday of every January is set aside to honor the great doctor. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. And we started off the week talking about um, the speech that was given back in August of 1963 and whether, you know, things have changed or what has changed. And it was really a good conversation, very good conversation. We also got an opportunity to hear what the musicians thought of this particular uh, day and situation and how we are celebrating life and are we treating one another well and we listen to uh, Freedom, yes, the all-female various artists Song, the theme song from the movie Panther back in 1995. And, you know, we got an opportunity just to hear what the writer had to say and the women had to say about freeing their mind, freeing their body, the freedom of their spirit. Mm-hmm. And we got an opportunity to take some time to listen to the 
Wake Up Everybody 2004 version that was produced by Babyface and sung and rapped. Mm, yeah, nice little addition to the song, to the original, from back in 2004. And the rap that was included by Fabulous Eve and Jadakiss was really poignant. Um, and who else? Uh, Missy Elliott. Yeah. So, I mean, it was really a wonderful tribute to hear, you know, what the young people had to say. And it was really a wonderful rendition. And we topped it off with the, what is it, 1986 version of King Dream Chorus Song, King's Holiday, King Holiday. And those various artists, the Fat Boys, uh, Menudo, New Edition, Whitney Houston, Stephanie Mills. Yeah, the list was quite extensive. Not as big as the 2004 version of Wake Up Everybody, but nonetheless, it was really, really a nice, nice uh, rendition of, you know, a tribute to Dr. Martin Luther King. All right. All right. Well, Tuesday. Let's talk about it. Tuesday Church Folk Day rolled around and woo. We had a ball over here. We've been doing a review, my two cents review of Kingdom Business Season Two, the BET Plus series. And they have a soundtrack, so we decided to review the soundtrack. So we got all of our listeners and Ainsley and Shantice and myself, we reviewed that soundtrack. And woo, when I tell you, it was hilarious to hear the feedback of the songs. Really, really, really a lot of fun, a lot of fun. So you definitely want to check that out if you haven't listened to the soundtrack uh, you might enjoy it you might enjoy it a lot of interesting uh comments <laughs> a lot of interesting comments and it was funny and fun to hear how we all rated the songs yeah some of us who had a number two was number 11 for us it was really funny really funny. Well, wow, Wednesday rolled around, and we got started with our girlfriend Vivian and her socially conscious segment, and let me announce again, as she gave us the information that the New York City Department of Sanitation, they are hiring emergency snow shovelers. Yeah, as long as you're over the age of 18, eligible to work in the United States and able to do manual labor, you can and will be paid between 18 and $27 an hour, 18 for regular straight hours, 27 for any overtime. The only uh, little piece of uh, information we got to make sure we give you is that you may not be paid you know, 
in between four to twelve weeks. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But if you got the time and you're not really starving for the money, you just might want to, you know, jump on that little opportunity. Okay? Okay. Well, after we talked about that, we talked about how to deal and cope with failure. Yeah, that that's a big thing in our lives, and a lot of people just don't bounce, bounce back. And you're trying to figure out how you want to get this thing done well. The ladies did a fantastic job with helping us get some type of understanding as to how to bounce back and cope with the failure. And, <clears throat> excuse me, trust God was number one. On that list, you can't get this done without trusting God. Trusting God. Trust me when I tell you. And one of the other biggies, which I really, really liked, was taking inventory of what you still have. Yeah, you know, when you when you deal with failure, one of the things you look at is what you've lost. And I think it is essential to realize and Focus on the things that you're still left with. Yeah, you definitely want to give that a little focus because a lot of times when um, when you do things like that, you it really makes you more appreciative of what you have opposed to what you've lost. Okay? All righty. Well, Therapeutic Thursday rolled around, and, oh, we got into a nice conversation. Yeah, you know, this is election year. We're talking about Trump, who is somehow able to still throw his hat in the ring. Well, guess who else? Word on the street has that just might be joining this race, Michelle Obama, yes, the Mrs. to Barack, yep, ex-president Barack Obama, so we got a chance to really hear about what, you know, the um, the people think about this thing, as well as what the due time crew thought about it and thought about what the people had to say, yeah, so it's really, really, really good. Really good conversation. A lot of fun. A lot of fun, too. Well, Friday, Freestyle Friday rolled around. And, oh, my, 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 my. We got to talking, excuse me, about the young musician, 22-year-old young man, who had a joint baby shower. For five baby mamas. Yep, he didn't mess around and got five women pregnant. At the same time, he threw a baby shower for all five. You got to go back and hear this story. I mean, they all need their head examined. Yeah, yeah, they all need their heads examined. Because something ain't right. Mm-mm. 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 He landed that good, I'll tell you that much. I'm sorry. 
So I'm not even going any further. You're going to have to go back and listen to this thing. Yeah. All right. All righty. Well, last night, Sunday night, the Word Prayer Project was in effect, and we had a great time as we prayed about ministering to others. Yeah, that was good. That was good. That was good. Had a good, 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 good time last night. All right? So... You want to make sure you uh, go back and check out last week. It was good. And we had a wonderful, wonderful time. All right? All right. Well, welcome to today. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. We are shaking the Monday morning blues all over again. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope you're in a good mood because uh, the Lord woke us up today. And you know what? <clears throat> Excuse me. I want to enjoy today with you. Yes, I do. What about you? Man, oh man, oh man. You know, we had a good old time last week, and we're about to do the same thing. All righty. So come on, come on, come on. Go and get that healthy breakfast. Come on, come on, come on. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, whatever you do, whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back. You're listening to WPSU's Health Minute, a collaboration with Penn State's College of Nursing. Glaucoma is a group of eye diseases that causes increased eye pressure, which can result in damage to the optic nerve, vision loss, and even blindness. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says anyone can get glaucoma, but the risk is higher for people with a family history of the disease, African Americans over the age of 40, and people over 60. Changes in eye pressure due to glaucoma can happen slowly over time, and there may be no symptoms. There's currently no cure for the disease, but early detection and medical treatment can help increase your chances of avoiding permanent vision loss. For more information, contact your eye care specialist and visit the CDC website at cdc.gov. Join us next week for WPSU's Health Minute. For more episodes, visit WPSU.org slash Health Minute. I'm Shereen Stanford, WPSU. Good morning and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And we are shaking the Monday morning blues. Yeah. All right. 
Alrighty. Wow. Thanking God for allowing us to get together just one more time as we left one another on Sunday, um, Monday, uh, Friday. Oh my goodness gracious. And we may have caught up with one another yesterday, last night, as we were on the Word Prayer Project together. And we are here together this morning, only by the grace of God. All right? All righty. Well, I came across this little health tip. Now, I've heard about something like this years and years ago, but never, you know, really understood anything about it. But now... The doctors are talking. Have you ever heard you shouldn't hold in your sneeze? Mm. Well, the doctors are weighing in on this thing here. And they say a man in his 30s who had a history of allergies tore his windpipe after trying to hold in his sneeze. Mm. Now they say this is the first recorded sneeze injury of its kind, and it actually could have been fatal. Yeah. They say the man tried to stifle his sneeze by closing his nose and mouth, which made air escape into his chest and neck, and it ripped his tissue, causing a windpipe tear, also known as a tracheal tear. Now, I have to tell you, when I've seen people do this, and for some reason, it's never seemed to be safe. I don't don't know. I don't know. But, you know, I didn't have the medical information. They say the tear was caused by the increase in air pressure in his throat, which was 20 times higher than normal. Mm. So they say he sought help at a hospital out in Scotland where he complained about neck pain following his painful sneeze. And doctors observed a cracking sound when they touched the man's neck, and he didn't have control of movement in that area. Wow. Mm, They eventually found a tear the size of a sesame seed. Wow. Mm. They say we we suspect the trachea perforated due to a rapid buildup of pressure in the trachea while sneezing, with a pinched nose and closed mouth, okay? And they say this is the first time doctors have noted a tracheal tear caused by a stifled sneeze. And they say the complication is more commonly caused after surgery to remove the thyroid gland or after the insertion of a breathing tube in someone's throat to help them breathe. <clears throat> Sometimes this tear can lead to a fatal breathing problem 
or infections and might require surgery if the tear hits the area around the lungs. Wow. Well, in this particular case, the man didn't require surgery. Thank God. He was treated with, mm, I can't pronounce this name, well, some type of med and codeine and stayed in the hospital for two days. And they see doctors warned him not to hold in any more sneezes and told him to avoid exercise for two weeks. Mm. And they made sure they gave him some allergy meds to resolve his congestion. Well, they say he healed naturally five weeks later and his scans were normal. So, again, we say thank God. Again, we say thank God for our own, you know, uh, survival, you know, when uh, we've tried to hold in a sneeze possibly. All right. All right. Well, I got another little fun fact sheet. Now, for those of you who love Chick-fil-A, I don't know what's on this list. They say 14 mistakes (laughs) you should avoid when ordering the chicken. Yeah, or when ordering at Chick-fil-A. Let's just put it that way. All right. Well, they say don't go by on a Sunday. I don't know how many of you know that Chick-fil-A, they're closed on a Sunday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Wiles, Wiles, oh, for, you know, that's the holy day, they say. Yeah. You know, there's a devout Southern Baptist and uh, mandated that they close, and they have ever since. Well, the funny thing about it is about a month or so ago I heard or saw an article that was saying that they were trying to mandate that um, one of the Chick-fil-A's open on a Sunday. And although there is no biblical, I repeat, there is no biblical proof that Sunday, excuse me, is the correct holy day, why are you forcing somebody to open up? That if that's what, you know, listen, they don't have to open up seven days. And regardless of why they're closing, like you worshiping on a different day, what's what's that got to do with you? Now, I mean, the patrons probably would like it, but, you know, (laughs) somebody put their shakes are the truth. (laughs) Oh, my. You know, I, I thought that was pretty bullish. I don't care why they're closed on any particular day. Everybody has a right to close whatever day they want to close on. And if they're not open on Sunday, they're not open on Sunday. Catch them Monday through Saturday. Call it a day. (sighs) Well, one of the other things they say, mm, they're talking about the things you should avoid at Chick-fil-A. Avoid the line. Waiting in the line. Wow. Okay, well. Listen, I don't know, you know, just I guess you got to 
get in. They say they have over 300 locations. Mm-hmm. They say go through the mobile through, you know, mobile through. And I've seen that. I've seen that. They have like a whole separate line. If you order, they'll bring out your food to you. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I'm hearing that the line is crazy. Well, I do know that they do have the mobile line, so you just go on their app, order your food, wait in line, and they will bring it out to you. Okay? They say avoid not getting saucy. Mm. They say make sure you grab that sauce. Make sure you grab that sauce. I can't, uh, hmm. I can't join you. Most of their sauces have mayonnaise in it, which means eggs. So I have not been able to try their sauce. They say, and it is no run-of-the-mill ketchup and mayo. Yeah, you remember my ketchup and mayo? You just mix that together, make yourself a little sauce. Yeah, they say it's a little deeper than that. Alrighty, alrighty. They say. Don't make the mistake, avoid making the mistake of ordering, only ordering fried chicken. Okay. They say that uh, they have a whole lot of other stuff that people do enjoy. And they have a smoking, a grilled chicken. (laughs) Excuse me. So they say if you order the grilled chicken, it's a lot more healthy by the way. All right, they say avoid only getting fries with that. Okay, they say waffle fries are standard at Chick-fil-A. And uh, they've got some good chicken, chunky chicken noodle soup. They have the healthy kale crunch salad. Mm-hmm. Okay, they say they've got some good mac and cheese. I don't know. Let me know if the mac and cheese is any good. Oh, let me know. Let all of our listeners know if they should try the mac and cheese. Okay, they say avoid missing out on seasonal treats. Okay, well, during the year out, they have a peach milkshake. Hmm, what else do they have? They have uh, a honey pepper pimento chicken sandwich that they have during the year. Let's see. Oh, they say the kale salad, the kale crunch salad is supposedly good. They love the kale crunch salad. So you might want to try that. If you go to the um, the next Chick-fil-A trip, it's definitely healthier than the fries. I know that much, regardless of how it tastes. They say make sure you avoid skipping dessert. <clears throat> Excuse me. They say Chick-fil-A's desserts are really good. They have a simple vanilla soft uh, cone, cup or cone. Mm. They say that uh, they got some other baked goods, such as the chocolate chunk pack cookies, 
made with a toothsome oatmeal-rich batter and fudge brownies. And boy, oh boy, I'd probably be the next thing sick in the hospital. Wow, that sounds good, though. They say avoid ordering the usual soda. Mm. All right. They say they have their signature sweet tea. Mm, Okay. They say if you're not a tea drinker, they have their house-made lemonade, proudly squeezed from real lemons. Yeah. And the piece de resistance. Is there Sun Joy? Mm, let me know who, if you've drank the Sun Joy. They say it's a special blend of equal parts of tea and freshly squeezed lemonade. Who's had the Sun Joy? Let me know what it tastes like. Mm-mm. All right. I am my, my, uh, I'm getting some charming over here. Oh, they say the lemonade is yum. Okay. Is it sweet? Let me know. <clears throat> Is it really, really sweet? Mm. They say, avoid not getting free food. Uh, they say it's slightly tart. Okay, okay, but if it's yum, mm, that slightly tart might be something. Well, the free food. They say you can get a free Chick-fil-A sandwich. Yeah, they say Cal Appreciation Day <laughs> falls on the second Tuesday of July. So that's when they give you uh, a little free chicken sandwich. So don't, you know, make the mistake of uh, doing that. They say uh, don't avoid skipping the salads. Well, we've already heard about the kale crunch salad. Mm-mm-mm-mm. All right, somebody second on that lemonade. Boy, all right, I got to check it out. I got to check it out. You know, when Shantice goes to Chick-fil-A, she makes it her business to get the uh, shake. I don't know what kind of shake it is because I can't drink anything but their regular vanilla shake. That's the only thing that doesn't have the eggs. And I have to say, the vanilla shake is pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. But as a diabetic, (laughs) oh, you know, I don't uh, mess around with that too often. Cookies and cream is the shake to get, according to Shantice. So we've got some of our listeners who definitely go by the lemonade. Uh, We've got the kale crunch salad that's being recommended. The cookies and cream Shake, and I say, go ahead and grab that vanilla shake. It might just be vanilla, but it's actually pretty good. They say avoid skipping the salads because that is another yum. And uh, they say there are quite a few different salads. They say the classic Cobb salad. That's there. <clears throat> Excuse me. They have a Southwest-inspired salad. And they say their salads are really fresh. Mm. Okay. All righty. They say they also have some some of their own special salad dressings. So you might want to try that out. Okay. They say don't make the mistake of only swinging by for lunch. 
okay? Make sure you get that during the evening or even the breakfast. They say they've got some good breakfast biscuits. If you've had their breakfast biscuits, all right. Oh, got a confirmation on the salad. All right, now. Boy, we can always rely on, oh, somebody else is saying yes. All right, wait, is it yes on the breakfast or yes on the salad? Oh, they going buck wild. Oh, breakfast biscuits. Okay. Boy, you know what? Let me tell you something. We've got one of our church members. Man, she's got like 11, 12 different um, allergies. But I have to tell you. Oh, and the hash browns. Yep, they are mentioning their hash browns for breakfast. But ain't nothing like an egg allergy. Man, half this menu I can't even enjoy. Ha! <laughs> I'm hearing about the spicy chicken biscuit, the breakfast biscuit. I got to worry about the batter on the chicken. Yeah, all right now. Mm. Okay, they say avoid ordering your sandwich with no pickles. Wow. Well, they've got a special two dill pickle slice on your chicken breast. All right. I don't know. How's the, how's the pickles out there, y'all? Well, they say avoid not upgrading your takeout at home. All righty. All right. Avoid not earning rewards when you order. A lot of different um, fast food restaurants are coming up with this thing. Yeah, if you order from their app, you download their app. If you order, you you know, kind of build points, rewards, and you can get some free food. Yeah, well, I have to tell you, your uh, your due time crew and your listeners encourage you to go ahead and get your Chick-fil-A on. Wow. All right, all right, all right. Thank you so much for playing the game this morning. All righty. What are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Well, yo, we are always talking about the things that the police get away with. Well, they're not getting away with this one. Okay. Out in New Jersey, the Atlantic City, New Jersey. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. They're still talking. They're still talking. Okay, they say they randomly give free items away through the app. Yeah, so Chick-fil-A is joining in on that practice. So go ahead and get your food on, okay? Get that app. If you order, you know, if you get from Chick-fil-A, that's a bonus because if you order through the app, you can wait on, get on a quick line, and you can, you know, get some free food thrown your way sometimes, all right? Well, let's get back to this cop thing. They say out in Atlantic City, New Jersey, there's this LaCroix DuBose, 37 years old. Well, well, I think I'm hanging out with Pastor Charlotte on this one because LaCroix, okay. Well, LaCroix is an Atlantic City police officer, 37 years old. And on March 27, the bank employees realized that a huge mistake was made, quote-unquote. 
I say. Yeah, because after I, I heard the name LaQuay, I ain't necessarily believing that this is no mistake. Well, $100,000 was mistakenly put into LaQuay's bank account. And when they realized it, they went to take the um, the money back and found out that he was overdrawn, she was overdrawn, $35,903.17. Yeah, which meant that $35,903.17 was spent out of that 100000 So they closed the account, and they have suspended LaQuay. <laughs> From the police department without pay. So they're able to get away with crimes like beating up and killing people. But, man, you start touching the federal government's money. Wow. Hmm. You are not going to have a job. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, mm mm-mm-mm. Yeah, they haven't been closed that account. And LaCroix is being charged with third-degree theft. Hmm. Okay. So that was interesting. I, I was like, wow, okay, so y'all, uh, y'all, uh, snag them for that. But y'all ain't snagging these police for what they do to the people. Hmm. Okay. Well... There's this other story that I thought was pretty crazy. So there are these two neighbors, two men, and uh, one is a snorer, a loud snorer, by the way, out in Pennsylvania. And they live next door to one another, and the loud snoring was irritating the man on the other side of the wall. So Mr. Christopher Casey, 55, was arrested last week for fatally stabbing 62-year-old Robert Wallace. They have been arguing and battling for quite some time over this snoring thing. And (laughs) they say that Christopher ended up pulling out a screen and unlocking a window on the other man's porch. And they got to yelling at one another. And after a while, uh, Mr. Christopher stabbed the other gentleman with a military-style knife. So the police were called and they found the man lying on the ground outside his home and uh, they ended up pronouncing him dead. Yeah. Now the other 55-year-old man, he was treated at the hospital as well. For a self-inflicted stab wound to his right thigh. So I guess he figured he wanted some sympathy. Now, wouldn't that have been something had he hit an artery or something and died? Stupid. 
Yeah. They said the police already knew these two because they were they were having this ongoing argument and it was just it had gotten well out of hand and you know it got out of hand anytime you're gonna take out a knife and stab the man. So of course they arrested him, he was charged with third degree murder, voluntary manslaughter and possessing instruments of a crime. They put him in jail and set his bail at one million dollars. He won't be going nowhere no time soon. Wow. Oh my goodness gracious. Well, we've been talking about TikTok, right? Last week we were talking about TikTok and what moms and dads can do to stop all of the TikToking. Uh, uh, that their children's been doing well. A North Carolina school, they in it, and they're on it. Yes, 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 yes. I said, well, you know what? Somebody's doing a little something. Well, out in North Carolina, there's a middle school, and they said that they've noticed that the students were going to the bathroom for long periods of time. So they said that on an average, students were using the bathrooms between three to four times a day and that the frequency was steadily increasing. Uh, And they had increased between seven to eight and nine times a day. So you know what they did? They removed the mirrors. Ooh, baby. Yes, they did. They said they removed the mirrors because the children were going inside the bathroom during school making TikTok videos. So what they did was they removed the bathroom mirrors. Now, they say that since they've removed the mirrors, there have not been as many visits to the bathroom, and they're not staying as long. Wow. So they're holding these kids accountable, and they have made this change, and they said this has definitely killed a lot of their problem. Now, here's here's the thing that, that made it interesting for me. They said that they have this digital hall pass system, yeah, and they have to check in and out of class when they want to go to the bathroom. And they did that not just for the TikTok or that, you know, purpose, but because of the the emergencies that were happening in the school, they were able to track their children. So I guess they would know at that time how many children were in the class, how many were out of the class, and that way if anything jumped off, they would have an opportunity to, you know, be able to actually locate where their children were, and I I think that was a really good idea. But it came in handy. It came in handy because it also helped to to locate um, their children when they go to the bathroom and be able to time how long they had been gone. Yeah. So here's the other thing. Remember last week I said I knew that there were some states that had banned TikTok altogether, or at least um, some countries had banned TikTok altogether, but some states have done it as well. Montana, were um, they were one of the first ones to ban TikTok. 
in their state, and a judge has interfered with that because he's talking about some constitutional concern. What constitutional concern you have uh, 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 with uh, with some TikTok? You know, some of these people are just stupid. Really, really stupid. You see all the problems that TikTok is bringing, all of the stupid challenges and all of this kind of stuff. So they're bringing it to the kids. Come on. If they're using it to entice the children, let it go. Let it go because you see that the children are really having a hard time with this. Get rid of it. We were talking last week about being proactive, not reactive. Stupid. Now, Florida has done something a little different. They've implemented limiting your cell phone use during school time. Wow. Now, that has come under fire because they're talking about um, the the helicopter parent. You know, when I tell you this is a stupid country, this is a stupid, stupid country. Now, here it is. The parents are struggling to gain control, and here you are able to have control, and you are now battling the easiest ways to make this, you know, a thing. Okay, so this is, you know, I definitely want, when I saw that one last night, I definitely wanted to bring that to your attention because, again, this is what we were talking about just on Friday. On Friday, we were chatting about this thing. What else are we talking about today? Mm, let me see. There were a couple of uh, goodies. Oh, I got to tell y'all about this one. I got to tell y'all about this one. <sighs> Landlord gone buck wild. And this really stuck out to me because of what we were talking about last week with um, Dr. Martin Luther King and, and, and how we've been treated and how we're still being treated after all this time. Well... There's this landlord who is really, uh, has lost it. He's out in Virginia, and he's 58 years old, David Merriman. And he has come under a 51-page indictment. Well, wait till y'all hear this nonsense here. Now, all of this stuff was done, I got to tell you, against black people. Yep. All of it, all of it, all of it, all of it, all of it. All right. So, one of the things he did, they had a renter, <clears throat> excuse me, move into one of his single family homes back in June of eighteen. When the uh, person moved in, the property was missing doors, had a broken water heater, and an air conditioner that didn't work. Well, I don't know what kind of idiot this was who was renting because he paid this man $10,000 as a prepayment for 10 months rent before he moved in. Now, 
some might say that's not crazy. I haven't gotten to the crazy part of that move yet. Well, Mr. Merriman, he promised the guy that he'd make the repairs or he would compensate him for any repairs that he made and, you know, like, he would give him back his money because he had already paid him. Well, after the man asked the landlord for his reimbursement for the repairs he'd hired a contractor for, um, the landlord began barraging um, him and barging into his home unannounced. He refused to fix the air conditioner in the man's house and told him, y'all should be used to that, you black. And you can take the heat a little bit. Mm-mm-mm. They say in August of 18, the man asked the landlord to leave when he showed up unannounced to his house. And, uh hmm the landlord became enraged and swung a lawn mower at him. He then picked up a shovel and called the man some racial slurs, hit him in the arm or in the face with the shovel. And the guy, the landlord, ended up evicting the man and lied and claimed that he had never paid rent. And the idiot had no documentation to disprove this. Who pays somebody $10,000 and you don't get a receipt? Somebody was running from the law. Because ain't nowhere in the world, if you got your head on straight and you taking care of your business, that you would ever pay somebody $10,000 and not get a receipt? Nah. Before you finish taking that last bit of money, you would have gave me my receipt. No, I'm sorry. That was stupid. That was stupid. Well, that doesn't end the landlord horror story. Well, in September of 22, a tenant moved into a single-family home, a home that was owned by this landlord, found a home infested with cockroaches. It didn't have a stove or refrigerator and had filthy carpets and black mold. Now, I, I'm sorry, y'all. I've been a homeowner for 29 years. But prior to this, I have never rented a home and not checked the place out. It said it was infested with cockroaches, which meant if you walked through the place, you would see it. It lacked a stove or refrigerator. Now, that he may have gotten away with because he could have easily said, you know what, um, I'm going to, you know, give you a brand new refrigerator, brand new refrigerator, um, you know, stove or refrigerator. But the filthy carpets and the black mold, well, when did you find this out? How do you find this out after you move? Well, they said that this landlord became violent, and after receiving repair requests from the tenant, which was a Puerto Rican man uh, who was married to a black woman, <sighs> he cussed the man out, threw a wrench toward the man, and picked up a chainsaw after the man 
uh, asked him to fix the water heater. Now, the landlord cranked the chainsaw up and hit the man four times with the blade, which, thank God, wasn't turned on, while calling him racist slurs. Now, I'm sorry again. You as slow-moving as I am, you ain't getting no close to me with no chainsaw. Do you know how heavy a chainsaw is? How you let somebody hit you not once, not twice, not three, but four times with a chainsaw? Chainsaw, chainsaw. Well, that ain't it. They say that the landlord lied about the condition of his rental homes to obtain housing assistance payments from HUD. And he also lied about whether he was receiving other payments that would be duplicative of federally funded rental assistance. So that means was his uh was he getting money for his tenants? Well, they say in addition to this, he stole his tenants' identities and faked his signatures while fraudulently applying for rent relief during COVID. He obtained significant sums of rent relief without telling the tenants, all while evicting or seeking to evict them for unpaid rent. He made multiple false promises to the tenants about repairing his rental homes to steal their money. He caused them to pay upfront fees for neglected and uninhabitable properties that he had no plans on fixing. He would demand significant initial fees or deposits from prospective renters and then subject those same tenants to racist or discriminatory practices. Mm, He'd get rid of them and start the cycle all over again with new people. They say he owns a landscaping business and uh, he is rolling in the dough. He was ordered to pay employees $45,000 plus in back wages after the Department of Labor found out that he wasn't paying the employees. He was uh, taken into custody, and now he's got this long 51-page indictment. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. You know, we just got finished on Sabbath going through um, the things the Bible talks about, about being the boss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, this man was having a ball. I mean, he was having a ball. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Wow. Well, let me talk to my due time crew because he didn't lose his ever loving mind. Let's talk to our girl, Tamika, and see what she has to say. Good morning, Tamika. Monday, Monday, morning. Good morning. How are you? I am actually okay, thank you. How are you? Yay. <laughs> I'm doing well, thank you. Good, good, good. 
Man, oh man, oh man. So, we started off this morning talking about the cop out in Atlantic City who stole the money out of his account. They deposited by mistake, quote unquote, $100,000. And when they caught it, the other blank employees caught it, he had overspent 35000 plus. And they suspended him without pay. And I thought that was kind of interesting as these crimes that they're committing, they ain't suspending them without pay. Yeah, I find that I find that interesting as well. You know, also that um, no time was given. You know, had it been a regular civilian, uh, you know, they would have they would have mm-hmm. taken the money and found a way to make you serve time. You know, I guess because yep. you're an officer, you know, that, that that keeps confirming what I said. You know, when you come into these offices and these positions, you know, you can be above the law, which is sad. You know, because my thing is, if if you're a criminal, you're a criminal, whether you were um, wearing a suit or not, you know. Um, and so the fact that you just, you know, that's all you get, it's literally a slap on the hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is crazy. This is straight crazy. All right, Tamika, you can talk about either the school that got, the middle school that got rid of the bathroom mirrors to prevent the kids from making TikTok videos, or you can talk about the man who killed the neighbor because of his snoring. Well, you know, you know, Mika love the kids, so I'm going to stay on that area. Um, You know, and that's a smart thing to do because I have seen many a child, you know, they're standing in front of a mirror and they're doing the little mm-hmm. dances. And, you, know, you see, the, I mean, they take up a long time because, oh, I didn't do this right. Then they got to do it all over. Let me see it again. Like, oh, I didn't do this right. And that literally mm-hmm. can take up time, you know. And so, you know, there are all these new guidelines because of the manipulation and um, uh, of children, you know. So a lot of teachers and, you know, guardians and um, staff can't be in the bathroom with the students. You know, that's why they have different bathrooms for the adults than they do the children. You, you're not permitted to go in there. And then you standing out there, you know, you know, as a teacher, you let such and such go. Wait a minute, for 15 minutes. You know, you're not an adult with, you know, adult issues, so you should be able to go in and go back out. You know, why are you in there that long? 20 minutes have just come, and like the class is almost over, and I still can't see, you know, and so. It's the smartest thing to remove the mirror, you know, even if it's not TikTok. You know, you're standing there talking to your little girlfriend, and you're only so many years old. What is it that you have to talk about that takes you that long to get out of the bathroom? Get in there, get it, do what you got to do, and go. You know, so I think that's a really smart thing to remove the mirror. Yes, you want to make sure that you look good, but you better carry your own little little carrier case like I do, a little small mirror. And, and and do what you need to do, get in, get out, and go. Yeah, yeah, they, that was smart. I do agree that was smart. Um, and, again, you know, they're being proactive. They, they see the problem, and you're getting rid of the problem. Very, 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 very smart um, to make that kind of move. Now, what do you think about this landlord?
that is crazy, you know. And I, I'm I'm really not understanding the part of the tenant, you know. If I go into, I remember uh, when I moved into a place um, in Georgia, and there was something wrong with my. I lived on the first floor, and so there's a, you know, there was a terrace way. So I could literally go outside of my apartment onto the terrace. But the door didn't close all the way. So it was like a, a, a slight crack. And I'm saying to myself, oh, they said, oh, well, it's been like that for years. I don't care how, how long it's been like that. I'm a new tenant, and you're going to fix it before I move in. You're telling me you move into a place that has issues. And we're talking about either one of them. You know, you have, the, this is the whole purpose of the free reign. Um, I also understand that, when you first move into a place, um, you may not see the roaches, if that's an instance, you know, and I, I did have an ordeal like that. They didn't come out until this, the same place that I'm talking about. They didn't come out until it was nighttime. And at that point, I was traumatized because I'm laying on the bed, and these roaches just come out of nowhere. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know. So I, at that time, I, I, was, I was frantic. I called my mother, and I said, I'm leaving. She's like, you just got there a day. I said, I don't care. I can't do this, you know. And so... You have the free reign of going in and checking your facility. And when things don't work out, you know, or you're not coming to, to see my aid, why not? The way that this world works now, you need to have paperwork, backup. You know, I, I took such and such out of the bank account. And, and my thing is, you don't pay anybody cash, you know, unless something right. is not quite right. You know, you, you're going to pay it in a check. You're going to, you know, some way, somehow, there's a trail. You know, and so... Why not have any, you don't have anything that says that I gave you such and such money, I'm paying such and such rent. You know, that kind of concerns me. The average everyday living person has a backup, you know. I remember they were telling us that, that you could drop off your check um, when you pay rent. No, 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 no. I'm not dropping off anything. I'm coming to the office. You're going to see me. You're going to write a receipt that I paid you my rent. I don't care if I did pay a check. I still want your documentation, your handwriting that says on such and such a date, at such and such a time, that I gave you money for this month, for the next 30 days. You know, and so I just don't get that part. You know, and then there's only so much that I'm going to take as a tenant for me. You know, there's certain things that you, you, you know, I, I look at a situation that happened, I guess it was last year, where a gentleman came from his, his house with a gun, the people stood outside, watched him with a gun, he shot one person, went back in the house, got more bullets, and then shot the next person. When I see you with a chainsaw, I'm oh, leaving automatically. I'm not standing oh, there and watching this go down. You're not going to get the opportunity to get close to me because as soon as I see chainsaw, I'm calling somebody. I'm moving. I'm not going to say four times. One, two, three, four times. Unbelievable. Yeah, that that was that that day. I was like, yo, you know, I always laugh and say I only got one speed. But I tell you one thing, you ain't gonna get me with no chainsaw. And then you got time to to pull the chain, you know, pull a switch to make the thing. What, what were you doing while he was pulling the switch? Yo, no, 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 no. Yeah, this was this was extreme. This was quite extreme. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Let's talk to our Pastor KL and see what he has to say about this madness. Good morning, Pastor KL. Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you today? 
I am well. Thank you. I am well. How are you? I am well. Thank you. I am well. Good, good, good. All right. So we've got this bank that has made a mistake, and some employee deposited $100,000 into this Atlantic City police officer's bank account. Well, when someone else caught it, he was already $35,000 in to spending this hundred thousand. So they locked the, you know, account down and they the the job suspended him without pay. And I found it very interesting that, you know, hey, when they commit a crime against people, y'all don't do all of this. Well how how are we managing to lock you down and, you know, uh, suspend you without pay for this, but when you do stuff to human beings, the same thing don't happen. You know, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. I guess that's <laughs> the, I guess that's their favorite part of the Bible. Um, I, I think it's totally ridiculous, and, and of course, you know, it was already been said. It's quite biased, quite biased. You know, um, he he gets a slap on the wrist. You know what I mean? If you had put it into my in my account and I went to Hallelujah, you came to Hawaii looking for me. <laughs> you know, we, 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 we'd have some my ties as we were going to jail, you know, but there would have been a problem. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I can't tell whether this LaQuay, <laughs> it sounds like a female's name, but I don't want to assume. But I can't tell whether this LaQuay is a male or a female. But it also doesn't sound to me like this is no mistake. I'm sorry. Uh, nah, I, I ain't buying this. It's no mistake. Somebody dropped $100,000 into your account. I'm not believing that at all. I don't know about anybody else. I'm not buying that mistake. Mm-mm. I'm not. Pastor KL. Did you hear the two other two stories about the man who stabbed the man for snoring? Or the other story about the um, mirrors being removed out of the bathroom to keep the children from TikToking during school? Did you hear about either of those stories? I, I didn't, but there, there was a lot of times I wanted to, to, to stab my sister for snoring. So, you know, I could relate. You know. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, they're, they're, if, 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 that's, if that's what we're talking about, you know, growing up, you know, we we wasn't like these children today where you had your own room. I had to share a room with my sister, and my sister was snoring really bad, and you would wake her up and tell her to turn on her side. She was turning on her side, and it would be like she levitated from the bed because the snore was rising her up off the bed. And, you know, sometimes I had, I had the urge to go over there and just stab her. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that, 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 that would help. Or, you know, back then we had a nice down pillows, and I don't know if you know about a down pillow, but if you put it just just correctly on the face, you know, the snoring will stop. What? You know, the snoring will you know, But, yeah, wow. I had urge a few times. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I remember growing up, and our beds, the head of the beds were facing in one direction. My sister and I shared a room. And I remember she used to say, Ma, 
tell Steph to sleep at the foot of the bed because my snoring was so bad. She couldn't take it. She's always complained about my snoring. So I'm grateful to God that there was no, uh, you know, retaliation for having to endure the snoring. Because she surely complained. And I mean, she complained out loud about the snoring. So... You know, I, I mean, it's really, it's one thing when we when we talk about sharing a room. But these people, I mean, what kind of homes they're living in where the snoring could be heard so, you know, easily and loudly through the through the house? Oh, my right. goodness gracious. That That's the part that, you know, I kept, I said, well, maybe they live in an apartment. But I saw part of the story that said that the man took, you know the the screen out the window from the porch, so I don't know. I don't know what kind of setup this was, but it was pretty bad. All right, Pastor KL. You know you've said on here a many a day you used to be a property manager. Well, here you go. The landlord has lost his mind. What you got to say about all of this behavior from the landlord? I mean, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. But 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 I will tell you, I, there, was, there was a time many, 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 many years ago where I moved to Queens, and um, I moved into someone's uh, basement. And the landlord seems pretty, pretty nice. And the landlord at that time had, had two girls. And, oh, my gosh. And the, 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 the two girls was always coming down to my apartment. Now, I, wow. I, I, I didn't know I moved in. I, I didn't know I moved in with roommates, you know what I mean? So at, at the time that, 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 you, that, that you pay all your money, you know, you're just looking at the house. You're not looking at what comes in with the house. So, you know, I understand that at, at a later date, you know, stuff can come up, you know what I mean, that, that you don't foresee, you know. But to me, it was roaches. For me, it was roommates, you know what I mean? And my roommates was, was kind of small. You know, so I mean, I, I definitely understand the situation. You know, I'm not, you know, it was like a my buddy commercial. You know, wherever I go, they go. You know what I mean? I, I think that's how they created that commercial. But you know, it, it was fun. You know, it, it lasted for a little while, and you know, me and the landlord didn't have any problems. You know what I mean? There was no chainsaws or anything like that. But you know, I, I just, you know, I, I do understand. I do understand. <laughs> oh my goodness! You know what? Oh my goodness gracious! Oh my goodness gracious! Oh my goodness gracious! I'm just so done. I'm just so done. We're gonna allow you to stay right there, and for the rest of your life, you gonna stay right there. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I will you say this: that, that wait. No, I would say that the children had grown up to be great citizens. You know, they they, they oh. grown up well. They, you know, they they know how to cook and stuff like that. You know, we used to have Martha Stewart um, events downstairs. Oh, okay, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Mm. Look, at you. so you got something mm. out the deal anyhow. Mm-mm-mm. Right. Oh my goodness gracious. Oh, well, thank you for indulging me on my news. All right. All right. Well, oh, my goodness gracious, my stomach is hurting. All right. Now, 
you know, I had this, I had a couple of things for Relationship Monday, and you know, there's a story that I came across, and I was like, wow, and I didn't. I didn't know which one I wanted to talk about, but I think I want to go with this one. I think I want to go with the story. Um, I think I want to go with the story, and I'm going to have to read the story, part of the story to you. But I wanted to know what your thought was, because this, this here, you know, one of the reasons why I'm opting to read this story is because, you know, I have found that, and I think we talked about this on Friday, you know, what we have found to be dysfunctional, people are just doing all kinds of things, and they think it's normal. And I'm like, well, what kind of world is it that we're living in? So I think I want to talk about this story because there's probably a lot of people who are thinking and doing the same thing. (sighs) And get a piece of paper, get a pen, and take some notes. Everybody, because I really want to know your feedback here. All right, let me get some good music <laughs> to, to 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 play here, because this gonna be some stupid stuff. Oh my goodness gracious! All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get something that I'll have to. Should be a little lengthy for me to read. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <sighs> After five or so dates, I thought I'd finally found someone I genuinely liked. He was intelligent, clever, and loved architecture and art, which I found heavily attractive. He came at things with a confident humbleness that I enjoyed being around. He was the first guy I'd liked since moving to Barcelona. Each time we met, I felt butterflies in my stomach and flustered whenever his arms brushed against mine. I was taking things slow since I had some trauma I was still working through, and I felt like he could sense that and was perfectly fine with the pace. On our first date, I brought up the idea of traveling together. I repeat, on our first, on our, I'm sorry, on our last date, I brought up the idea of traveling together. I enjoy traveling, especially since Europe is my new backyard. He agreed, and I suggested we explore a vineyard near some some country. We planned to take the train there, but the tickets were too expensive. We agreed that flying would hurt the environment, a tidbit that made him like me even more, and I settled on renting a car. The drive was six hours one way. At what felt like the crack of dawn, I woke up and quickly got ready for our journey. Walking out of my apartment, I couldn't help sm- I couldn't help smile as I saw him waiting for me on the corner of the street. He was waiting outside and helped me with my luggage. I wanted to kiss him then and there, but I figured it was too early to make a move. Once on the road, we made one quick coffee break at a road stop about an hour from Barcelona. During coffee, I noticed him acting a little different, but I just chalked it up to the long road trip and the time. Either way, we spoke the entire trip, and it felt like I was getting to know him better. We arrived and were shocked at how beautiful the property was. The vineyards were already dry, but the grounds oozed luxury and romance. Swiftly checking into our room, we again gasped 
at how luxurious our lodging was. The most exciting part was the terraces, which had views of the entire vineyard. Walking over to check it out, I felt him do the same, and at one point I felt tension as we looked out from the terrace. A billion thoughts raced through my mind, and I wasn't sure whether this was the right moment to seal the deal. I didn't kiss him. For lunch, we headed to one of the on-site dining options. It it had recently been renovated, and everything felt new. Conversing over wine, I could feel a tension between us, but I couldn't place where it was coming from. It didn't feel romantic, and I wondered whether it had anything to do with me missing the mark on the terrace. After lunch, we walked around the grounds, exploring the ancient cloisters and church. Once we got to the vineyards, I could sense a distance between him and me. He would walk ahead of me at moments, and after becoming aware, he would walk back to me. It felt like he was in his own world. I I again chalked it up to the long drive. The next night, the hotel reserved two seats at 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 the restaurant. Housed in part of the ancient church, this place was beautiful. It felt like it was part of the William Shakespeare play. It also had two Michelin stars, one green. Still not feeling any connection. I felt like I had made a big mistake inviting him. He would barely look at me, and it felt like the only energy I got from him was when he we discussed dinner that night. He was more interested in the restaurant than me. Either way, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. By then, it was clear our connection had run its course. But I decided to take advantage of where we were, even if I was with bad company. The multi-course meal was exactly what I needed as I realized the guy I admired was here only for the experience, not for me. There was an interest, but I wasn't part of it. The drive back to Barcelona was quiet. I chose to fall asleep to avoid speaking, and when we arrived at my place, I thanked him for the ride and wished him a good life. He responded, but I didn't care enough to translate. Well, in his in his language, but I didn't care enough to translate. I found someone I liked, but they were too polite to tell me they didn't want me back. I hope y'all took notes. All right. Pastor Kale. I want to start off by saying, after five or so dates, I thought I'd finally found someone I genuinely liked. He was intelligent, (laughs) clever, and loved architecture. He came at things with a confident humbleness that I enjoyed being around. Is there anything interesting you find out about find about that part in and of itself? Not 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 really. Just because, you know, we have, you know, similar interests, that doesn't make a love connection. You know, because you sing and I sing don't mean we need to get married and make beautiful music together. That 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 just doesn't work, you know. And, and again, 
you know, when you are, and I've said this a million times, when you are a real player, you listen to their conversation first, and then you mimic it or echo it to make it seem like you're interested in what they're interested in. You know, in five dates, I, I can turn your whole story around because I'm listening to you first. And then now I'm saying, yeah, you know, or I've Googled and, 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 and I, I know all the places you're talking about, you know, and, and I've done my homework. So now you really think that I'm intelligent. No, I, I just read well. I read very, very well. I'm not intelligent. You know, I, know, I knew nothing about this stuff before you said anything about it. You know, but I've allowed you to speak and to talk and to exercise all your emotions. And then I went home and did my due diligence. We're going to walk through this story together, so I don't want you to jump past anything I haven't read. On our last date, I brought up the idea of traveling together. I enjoy traveling, especially since Europe is my new backyard. He agreed, and I suggested to explore a specific vineyard. Help me with this, please. Okay, so with me, if I ain't never been out the Bronx, and the South Bronx has been my scenery, and now you talk about let's go somewhere else, yeah, I'm excited because we're going on a trip. I'm real excited. So, so whatever you suggest, if you suggest let's go to to to, to Virginia, because I've left New York. I'm with you. Let's go. Alrighty. And what felt like the crack of dawn? Oh, we got ourselves ready. I couldn't help smile as I saw him waiting for me on the corner of the street. He was waiting outside and helped me with my luggage. I wanted to kiss him then and there. But I figured it was too early to make a move. Again, remember, you tell me I'm going to Disney. I'm about to go see Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse. You ever have a a school trip and you up (laughs) early? Usually mama and daddy got to wake you up. Right. But because you know you're going on a field trip. Yep. You up before mommy. You waking mommy and daddy up. You got my lunch? You got, can I get a few dollars? I mean, you so excited. Yes, I'm waiting on the corner. I am leaving the Bronx. All right. Once on the road, we made one quick coffee break at a road stop about an hour from Barcelona. During coffee, I noticed him acting a little different, but I just chalked it up to the long road trip and the time. Either way, we spoke the entire trip, and it felt like I was getting to know him better. Shoot. Okay, so, so he wasn't acting different. You just hadn't given him any more information that he can echo. You know, I, 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 can, only res- I, I can only do well when I'm responding. If there's nothing for me to respond to, then I act myself. I can't be excited or animated until I hear something coming from you. And then I need to echo it. 
For lunch, we headed to one of the on-site dining options. Blah, 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 blah. It didn't feel romantic. And I wondered whether it had anything to do with the with me missing the mark earlier. No, it, it wasn't romantic. It didn't feel romantic because it wasn't romantic. You wanted to kiss him. Obviously, he did not want to kiss you. You know, men usually reach in, you know, because that's just who we are, you know, and, and we go for the kiss. If, it, if it's too early, you'll say, no, not now. But if I ain't never try to kiss you, it ain't too early, it's a never. Oh, gosh. After lunch, we walked around the grounds, exploring the ancient <clears throat> cloisters and church. Once we got to the vineyards, I could sense a distance between him and me. He would walk ahead of me at moments, and after becoming aware, he would walk back to me. It felt like he was in his own world. I again chalked it up to the long drive. He was so excited. He was finally <laughs> at Disneyland. He finally left the Bronx. That he forgot you were a part of the, uh, of, of the play. And then after a while, when he looked back, he said, oh, I am with her. Let me go back. But but you were never, never, never an interest piece. You were just an access piece. Okay. The next night, the hotel reserved two seats at the Barcelona restaurant. Still not feeling a connection. I felt I had made a big mistake inviting him. He could barely look at me, and it felt like the only energy I got from him was when we discussed dinner that night. He was more interested in the restaurant than me. Either way, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Well, that, that's a lie, too. You, you didn't enjoy yourself because you're, you're, all, you're really hurt and frustrated that this man who you thought was going to be the man of your dreams is not. You got played. So how do, how, how do you enjoy yourself when you got played? So in spite of it all, we had a good time. No, we didn't have a good time. He had a great time because he experienced coming out of the Bronx. <laughs> this is something you've already done. All righty. Uh, by then it was clear our connection had run its course but I decided to take advantage of where we were, even if it was with bad company, blah, blah, blah. The drive back to Barcelona was quiet. I chose to fall asleep to avoid speaking, and when we arrived at my place, I thanked him for the ride and wished him a good life. He responded in his language, but I didn't care enough to translate. I found someone I liked. But they were too polite to tell me they did not want me back. Mm, mm, mm. Well, okay, so, you know, we say we made the best of a bad situation. That's what you did. You made the best of it. I'm already here. I might as well en should enjoy what I could enjoy. So I made the best of a bad situation. Now you're mad at somebody for not telling you that they like you. Um, but, but he didn't, he didn't think it was a love connection. He thought it was just two people going to hang out. 
You wanted it to be a love connection. So because you assumed that he felt the same way about you that you felt about him, now you mad at him. But but what 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 promises did he break? You know, what did he lie about? He agreed with everything that that you wanted him to agree with, agree with. You know, he liked everything you wanted him to like. He just didn't like you in that way. You know, Pastor Kale, when I read this story, I was just so worn out because I said to myself, everything you said. And I'm saying to myself, I'm, I'm going to go back. After five or so dates, I thought I'd finally found someone I genuinely liked. How do we move, and this is men and women, This this is just coming from, a woman's perspective um, this morning. But how do we get to the point so quickly? We talk about this all the time. You know, we find somebody in five or so dates. We are at the last date that we have had, that we're having, and I suggest we travel. And we've got Tamika here, so, uh, all right, Tamika. So we start off this conversation reading this story about how this woman, she has five or so dates with the, oh, she's dropped again. But anyway, you know, how do we move so quickly, people? I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get how we feel all of a sudden that we we can just jump into these things. Why in the world would you want to travel with someone that you don't even know? I, I still cannot understand what the rush is. Is it me who's calling myself crazy? Why are we traveling together, Pastor KL, and we don't even know one another? We we become so lonely, you know, and 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 you are not enough for you, you know, that, that we have to be with somebody else. And we're willing to take a chance on our life for love. And, you know, I, I, I just don't understand that. And, and that's both men and women. You know, when, 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 you've been, when you've been carrying baggage for so long or other people's baggage that you refuse to throw away, you know, because you want to be reminded of the hurt, then you're looking for somebody else to throw away your bags. And no one wants to be with someone who has all these bags. You know, I, I got my own issues. Now I got to deal with your bags of issues. So, you know, a lot of folks, they, they take a chance. You know, I, I often say that, that women believe that a piece of man is better than no man at all. You know, so, so there are risks, the peace that maybe a piece or inkling of him may like me, and, and then I can make him love me. And that's the problem. That's the problem. Here she's after five or so dates. Pastor Kel, she's talking about, well, you know what? I got, you know, uh, I, I, I got traveling fever. I want to go traveling. And you are actually... 
um, willing to travel with someone for six hours. That's a long, that's a gamble. That's a long time, Mm -hmm. one way. So not only are we going to go one way six hours, but then we got six or seven hours we're going to spend at this place. Now, I don't care what we plan on looking at. We still have to converse. And then we got to converse six hours back because whoever's driving needs the company to make sure you stay awake. She's talking about she was going to sleep. How are you going to sleep and you don't even know anything? Oh, my goodness gracious. You don't even know anything about this person. You know, she says that after they were driving, well, as they were driving, you know, after they stopped for the coffee, he didn't, you know, seem to have any interest. He was acting differently. Well, that's kind of quick. That's kind of quick, don't you think? Right then and there, you should have already known that you had made a mistake. You know, she says, I felt like I was getting to know him better. No, you weren't, because you were probably doing all the talking, like you said. Right. You were probably doing all the talking. So what all of getting to know him, you weren't getting to know him. You were probably rambling and rambling and rambling on, and he was already tired of hearing your voice. And now probably wishing that he had not made the trip. Because I'm telling right. you, it, it listen, he could have had all this, this wonderful idea in his head that this was going to be some wonderful trip. And here you are talking me to death and you are now boring me with all of this cackling and chatting. And I wish you would shut up, but I can't say that. And here we are, we, we, we just en route to where we got to go. We haven't even gotten to where we got to go. Then she says they got to, to, to some point and you know, to the location, and they had this wonderful view, but he, she felt tension. Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you something. <laughs> but, but wait a minute. You, 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 missed the, you missed the whole good piece. I, I think you said in the beginning, you said we should fly, but he said, no, let's drive. Yeah. So he ain't, he ain't got no money. Right. You rented a car. Right. So that, that should have been a sign by before right you even got you. in the car. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Listen, if, if I have the option of flying instead of driving six or eight hours, baby girl, I'm flying. Especially but, but, if I don't but, know you. <laughs> Right, right, right. Because we need to hurry up and get to this mm-hmm. destination because it's the destination mm-hmm. that I really want in the first place. I don't want right. you. I want the destination. I need to so, always yeah, be around people. Yeah, get there. What would you say? I need, to always be, I need to always be around people. If I get on the yeah. air, airplane, I'm around people. If I'm in a car by, by myself with you, you could drive me off a cliff. You know, that's why I said when she said that she was feeling kind of funny when they were dry. I was like, really? I ain't nowhere in the world. I'm going somewhere with somebody. I don't know. In a car. In a car. They could drive you somewhere. you dead. Nobody knows where you are. All right. So then here we are at the tension point. They, they, they're on the terrace, and she feels tension. Now, Tension, listen to the operable word, 
attention, y'all. She didn't say at this point he felt distracted or seemed like there were a lot of things on his mind. She said a billion thoughts raced through her mind that you tensed a man that I don't know. I'm going to be somewhere with a man that I don't know, and you tense? Nah, that's not, that, that, that's not something I want to be around. And I don't know you? No. Mm-mm. But you stuck now. Right. Stop. Right. Cause how you getting away? And that's why. I, that's why I said she's trying to make the best out of a out of a bad yeah. situation. Yeah. All right. So we move on. They didn't. And for lunch, they had lunch. She said they went to one of the nice dining options and had been renovated, conversing over wine. Here we go. There's that wine again. <laughs> On Friday, we talked about that wine. This this drinking, this drinking, I could feel a tension between us, but I couldn't place where it was coming from. It didn't feel romantic, and I wondered whether it had anything to do with me missing the mark on the terrace. Oh, my God. You... Okay, so you already liked him, and and you, you find that he's not really into you. But but sometimes you know when when drinking wine or alcohol, you know the opposite can look better than what they look like. Mm-hmm. So, so 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 you was hoping to gas him up a little bit so he can see the beauty in you, not out of you. You know, and when that still didn't work, you couldn't even get alcohol to make him like you. Now you really frustrated. But not only are you frustrated, you still using the word tension. (laughs) Tense. How comfortable are you feeling when this is some tension? I'm sorry. Okay, so let me help. Let me help you with that one. So, so (laughs) the tension is the is the pinned up tension on the inside of her. Because she came with with some with some motives, expectations. So now that that mm-hmm. yeah, so now that this thing is not falling in place, he got some pent up tension, and don't know how she will release it now. Okay, I could sense a distance between him and me. He would walk ahead of me at moments, and after becoming aware, he would walk back to me. And I, I, I heard what you said, and I agree. Because, first of all, he's trying to get rid of you. So mm-hmm. that's the walking ahead. Mm-hmm. He's remembering, like you said, that, oh, okay, i got to still be good because i got to spend the night. we got to be here together. we got to be here and together. Yeah. So I got to be nice. So now I got to walk back and pretend mm-hmm. like uh, everything is good. The next night, mm-hmm. the hotel reserved two seats at the restaurant, and it was beautiful. Oh, I still didn't feel no connection. I felt like I had made a big mistake. He could only barely look at me. I can't even imagine being in this situation that I have set up. I've I put myself here. I've put myself here. 
he didn't invite you, you the one that suggested all of this, you the one came with the expectation, you know, getting to the end, she said that the drive back was quiet, she chose to fall asleep to avoid speaking, well, that wasn't no problem for him, that was your mm-hmm. problem, because you the one that was chatty, he wasn't talking in the first place, <laughs> God, mm-hmm. I thanked him for the ride and wished him a good life, he responded in his language, but I didn't care enough to translate, I found someone I liked, but they were too polite to tell me they didn't want me back. I, I, I don't even want to say well, that he was too polite. Good. I, I, I don't think she made herself clear. You know what I mean? When you say she, he was too polite, you tell me that he didn't want me back. You, you, you didn't make yourself clear. You said, let's go hang out. You know, you didn't. Listen, if anybody, to me, if anybody had an awkward time, it was him. You know, as you say, first of all, we get in the car, you won't shut up. I got a problem with that. You know, Miss Chatterley, I, I got a problem with that. You won't shut up. You know, and if, if I'm not intelligent enough, I can't keep up with what you're saying to echo you. So now I'm fumbling at this whole conversation because I'm still trying to play in the moment, but I can't because you, you changing the subject every five seconds. So I'm uncomfortable. I'm sitting at dinner, you gazing in my eyes, and I just want this poke chop on the table. I, I don't I don't want you gazing in my eyes. It's time to eat. You know, so yeah, she she she's disappointed. But he's 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 very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. And, and like I agree. Said, I have no way way of get, getting back but but for yep. her. So yep, if, if she really game. act crazy, she'll leave my behind right here. Yep. Yep. You went away thinking romance. He went away for the trip. He went away for the opportunity. And clearly he wasn't thinking romance. And you're stupid because you were thinking romance after five or so dates. And Mm -hmm. this is the problem that we're having where we're ahead of the game. And like I said, it's not just a woman. It's just a woman in this instance. But women, since we're talking about us writing this letter, we're writing this letter you you really need to get a grip. This is way too soon to be behaving and thinking in this manner. We talk about this all the time here on It's Due Time. Stop moving so quickly because now you have been miserable the entire time, and he is clearly miserable and uncomfortable, and you've put him in a very bad position. And all of what you were getting from him was because you you stuck him. You really stuck him. Because he did not know how you got here because he clearly wasn't where you were. Y'all couldn't even talk. You couldn't even talk. Here's what you should have done. If you were going to date, then go away for the day. You know, have a longer day trip. See how long you can just go on a trip as friends. Forget this romance. And, oh, she set this up like they had been dating for months or years. This was a long drive. They spent the night together, a couple of nights, because she said the next night. So it was a couple of nights at this. 
did she, a couple of times she mentioned romantic. She mentioned terrorist, which means that there was some view and all of this stuff. You No, you're just moving way too fast, and you're going to find yourself quite disappointed. And And you talk about you gave him a bidding saying, have a good life. Oh, he did that while he was on the trip. You better believe mm-hmm, on that mm-hmm. trip he was already saying, she ain't got to worry about me no more. I mm-hmm. just need to get through this. She didn't bid. And, and then how much, how, how much did she pay? I mean, listen to all this lavish right. stuff. Right. After five days, you spending two and three thousand. I mean, this, this right. has to be some money. Right. You renting cars. Right. You buying dinners. You you got views, and the hotel gives you, you know, if all this stuff is inclusive, you spending some money. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. That's what I'm saying. You moved way yeah. too fast. Moved way too fast already five, in your head. Five is the mm-hmm. number of five is the number of grace. You got grace. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies. You heard it from the male and you heard it from the female. Don't try this at home. It's not good. It's not gonna work. You put the other person in a very bad position. You are going to end up miserable and broke and wishing you had not spent that money because I agree this was one elaborate, expensive trip. Let me see if we got some feedback from our listeners. Mm. Well, this is what I'll say before you get the feedback. If you just got to have, have money to burn and you want to see if I like you, cash at me $1,000. <laughs> then I'll tell you. <laughs> Oh, ladies, please don't try this at home. Gentlemen, please don't try this at home. It's it's just not the way to go. It's not a smart move. Thank you so much, Pastor KL, for breaking this down. They've got an opportunity to hear the way the men think. they got an opportunity to hear the way the females think. And hopefully they will not make this mistake. We pray you have a blessed day. You as well. You as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, it's the top of the hour. You know what time it is. It is switch time. The switch with Shantice time. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you? I am well, thank you. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Good, good. What you got for us today? Today, I have the switch with Shantice, where we make the switch from the streets to our godly seat. And, man, I can't say I don't know what's going on, because as we look at the world, as we listen to the news that God gives you to share with us, Pastor Steph, we see, as Pastor Kim says, we are in our last and evil days. And it is just getting slower and slower out here when it comes to everyone's mentality. And the Lord led me to listen to our switch tip 10 stop being selfish the other night and as I was going through it and listening to it while reading along with it that was the switch tip where <laughs> one of my favorite sets of verses was brought up Matthew 25 when it speaks on the judgment time and as I was reading that Something popped, like the Holy Spirit has something pop in my head. And I was like, oh, snap. And it was the goat. So remember, during the judgment in Matthew 25, Jesus explains how all the nations will be before him and he's going to separate the sheep from the goats. 
the sheep are going to be on his right, the goats are going to be on his left. And I kept telling y'all, I don't want to be on the left, and I still don't want to be on the left. I don't even want to be during the judgment. I, I'm aiming to be in the first resurrection, but, you know, um, the goats will be on the left, and that goat acronym kept popping up. And the GOAT acronym stands for greatest of all time, meaning someone who is highly talented. And the acronym is used to praise exceptional athletes, exceptional musicians, public figures, and, of course, like everything else, the standards of a term, a phrase, gets lowered, and now everybody's a GOAT. I wake up today, and I'm the GOAT of this. You know, I do this once. You know, if I perform once, now I'm the go. I'm the king. And you know, especially if you watch any reality shows, especially like the Love and Hip Hop, everything. I have never in my life witnessed a bunch of adults who we ain't never even heard of half the time. We didn't watch the show, but now you the king of the of the South, or you the queen of the North, or and it's like, well, what have you done? You've done nothing. And a lot of this comes from the self-proclaimed titles. It's like, well, I'm gonna deem myself the best rapper in the South, the best. And it's like, this is what happens when you don't let your work talk for you and you try to talk for yourself. But we have to stop aiming to be the greatest of all time. And then God started to to break this down for me. Okay, so when we think about being the greatest of all time, right, of course we're thinking about this time because none of us who are here were living back in biblical times. But either way, the God who is here now, the one and only true living God, is the same God that was here back then. So no one is greater than God. Isaiah 44, verses 6 through 7 in the Amplified Version reads, For the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, says this, I am the first and I am the last, and there is no God besides me. Who is like me? Let him proclaim it and declare it. Yes, let him confront me, since I established the people of antiquity meaning the people of old, and let them, those supposed gods, tell those people who foolishly follow them the things to come and the events that are going to take place. Now, after reading those two verses, can we really dispute who is greater than God? Because he's matchless. There's no one greater than God. There were a lot of verses that you can pull up, but two were the ones that really stuck out to me the most. Now, now that we've established that God is the greatest, If you choose to be a person of the world, you have to then learn and understand that the enemy is the prince of the world. 1 John 5, 19 in the Amplified Version reads, we know for a fact that we are of God and the whole world around us lies in the power of the evil one opposing God in his precepts, which means if you have not made the conscious decision to go before the Lord and say, I accept you as my personal savior, and I want to be baptized, and I want to live for you, God, and I want to follow you, Jesus, and take on whatever ministries you hand over to me. You automatically belong to the devil. You do not belong to yourself. Remember, there's been plenty of switch tips God has given us as far as choose which, which leader you're following and, and all of that. You do not belong to you. You either belong to God. And if you don't belong to God, if you have not made that choice, you automatically belong to the devil. So how are you the greatest of all time when either A, you are submissive to God, or B, you are submissive to the devil? But see, we don't think like this because we're just so busy trying to be the greatest, the greatest of what? I don't know. 
These words come from the mouth of Jesus. John 13, 16, Amplified Version reads, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, a slave is not greater than his master, nor is one who is sent greater than the one who sent him. Which means, again, depending on who you choose to follow, you are not going to be greater than God, because first of all, anybody greater than God, we've already established that. And despite what a lot of people like to believe, the enemy has a lot of power. That's why he is the prince and the ruler of this world, this tangible world that we live in, this tangible world that we see and hear and touch and feel and, and move in. Yes, so we are not going to be greater than Jesus. We are not going to be greater than the enemy. Now, if you smarten up and decide to collaborate in your life with Jesus on a permanent basis, you can and will overcome the devil along with Jesus. But if you don't have Jesus, don't ever try to go up against the devil because you will fall flat on your face and lose every single time. Now, the traits that you possess when you successfully become (laughs) the GOAT here in the street, and again, because that term and that acronym has been so watered down and you really don't have to pay any dues now in order to declare yourself something or for someone else to look at you and declare you something, think about all of the cutthroat things. Think about the celebrities that's stolen now. Oh, my goodness. All of the things that's being exposed about being in this music industry and, and everything. You don't have any real true foundation to your morals and your standards and what you do. You become a very selfish person, which is why thesis versus the Matthew 25 came up in the switch tip God gave, stop being selfish. You become very cutthroat. It becomes all about you, um, you're borderline, or you are a narcissist. You, you, every trait that is ungodly, you then become. Matthew 25 verses 31 and 33 reads, and this is in the Amplified Version. If you have not read this, read 31 through 46. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory and majesty and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him for judgment, and he will separate them from one another as a shepherd separates his sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep on his right, the place of honor, and the goats on his left, the place of rejection. 41 through 46, then he will say to those on his left, leave me, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire, which is prepared for the devil and his angels, because when I was hungry, you didn't give me eat anything to eat. When I was thirsty, you didn't give me anything to drink. When I was in prison, you did not visit me with help and ministering care. And, of course, each of them in their own turn, meaning every time it's time for another person, another goat, to walk up to God and now walk up to Jesus and say, why I didn't do what you told me to do? And he said, listen, you now go into the pit of hell, the unending punishment along with the devil and his angels. So you can make a choice. You can either make the conscious decision of making the switch from trying to aim to be the goat and learning how to be submissive to God, learning how to be humble caring so that you can inherit the kingdom and everlasting life or you can stay here and continue to learn how to be cutthroat and nasty and selfish and end up on the left and end up in the pit with the devil in the unending punishment. Thank you, Pastor Steph. Mm, thank you, Shanti. What's the switch tip? Stop aiming to be the goat. All righty. 
Thank you so very much. We thank you for your contribution into today's conversation. And we pray you have a blessed day. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Thank you. All righty. Woo. All righty, all righty, all righty, all righty, all righty. Let's get this benediction. Ah. Oh, the depths of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how unscrutable his ways. For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him glory forever. Amen. Romans 11:33 and 36. You know, I had already chosen that particular benediction before Shantice even got started. And as she started talking, uh, you know, I uh, realized that that's the benediction we're supposed to get today. You know, how unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. You know, and then listening to what Shantice had to say, I kind of chuckled to myself, you know, it's an honor, I guess, when people consider you to be the GOAT. But the Bible also tells us do not think more of yourself than you ought to. And, you know, when you call yourself the GOAT, that's really something. You know, that that's you automatically saying there's no one better than you and so forth and so on. And even when we look at one another and to just say, hey, I'm the best at what I do better than anybody else. You know, it's one thing to say better than anybody I know because, you know, it's always limited who you know. It's it's different when you say I'm, I'm better than anybody else. I'm greater than anybody else. Already you're just out of your league because who? how can you assess yourself at that level? to say that you're better than any and everybody else, even if you don't reach God. I don't even think God is happy and pleased with that because how, if if we're busy assessing ourselves and saying that we're better than everyone else, go back to last night's prayer, ministering to others. If your head is already up there, who are you ministering to? Because you're too good to really talk to anybody. You're, you, you'd already thought that you're the best. So are you really going to take that time to minister to other people? So the reason why I say God is not going to be happy with that, because if we're supposed to be discipling, but yet we're so busy assessing ourselves as being better, then how great will be our witness? How great will be our minister, our ministering? So come on, get on the right track. Get on God's track, his ways. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew for always coming through big time. Thank you for helping us get through the day and giving us an opportunity to minister. Please do not miss this opportunity to accept Christ as your personal Savior right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen that relationship with the Lord right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spares. Let's talk about a Tuesday church folk day. 
Until then, I love 